So we're here today, it's Good Friday, and we're taking a look at the cross and we're remembering why Jesus came. The Bible reveals a few reasons why Jesus actually came. The main reason is that he came to die for our sin and to rescue us from the wrath of God. Wrapped up in that main reason, he also came to fulfill the law and the prophets, to rightly interpret them. He also came to reveal the Father, mm. to rightly interpret who the Father is, to explain him, to put a face on him, to, to give us a greater revelation. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He also came to destroy the works of the devil, which we've seen operating and which we see operating around us in greater measure as Alan has shared in these last days. But the primary reason is that he came to save his people from their sins, which includes us, and to rescue us from the wrath of God. When we look at the cross, it makes no sense if, without the understanding of the original sin of Adam in the Garden of Eden. Now, Looking at your faces, are you all familiar faces here? So I'm, I'm aware that we all know the Genesis account of original sin. So in a nutshell, in Genesis chapter 3, we read the account of Adam's disobedience to God and how that act resulted in spiritual and physical death and... In God's mercy, we see the introduction of blood sacrifices to atone sin. Those three things we see in chapter 3. But what we also see is that God himself prophesied that there would be a redeemer yes. to rescue us. What is sin? What is sin? Biblically speaking, it is falling short, according to Paul, of God's glorious standards. The Apostle John says it this way, it's transgressing God's law. Put another way, it's rebellion against God. In one word, he uses sin is lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. So we can, we can look at Genesis and we can see sin is costly. The wages of sin is death. Blood had to be shed. But that blood had to be innocent. It had to be pure and spotless. And so we see the innocent dying for the guilty. Those animal sacrifices were substitutes when 
an individual brought the animal to the tabernacle. It was the animal's life for his life. And as I'm speaking, I want you to remember that this cross was actually meant for us. It was meant for you. And it was meant for me. But God introduced the substitute sacrifice. Because none of us could pay for our own sin. And we couldn't pay for each other's sin. Because none of us were spotless. None of us were blameless. We're all guilty of sin. But every sacrifice that was offered was a type and shadow of the real and ultimate sacrifice to come. It was prophesied. Yes. Every animal sacrifice was prophesied. The Redeemer is coming. The Redeemer is coming. Thank you, Lord. The substitute, ultimate substitute sacrifice is coming. So that would be the main reason, the primary reason why Jesus came. He came as this ultimate substitutionary sacrifice for our sin. Those, the blood of bulls and goats could never take away the sin. It would just put off God's judgment for another year. But Jesus, when he died, he died once and for all. Putting an end to all other sacrifices. The altar of sacrifice in the Old Testament, when you entered into the tabernacle, you would you would meet the altar of sacrifice. And this altar of sacrifice was a picture of the lake of fire that we read about in Revelation 20 verse 14, which is the final destination of the devil and his cohorts and those who have not chosen to follow Jesus Christ. That is what Jesus has rescued us from. Wow. That lake of fire. So Jesus was born to die. We've heard that in our lockdown messages this week. Alan has said that. Jesus was born to die. John the Baptist said it this way. He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now in Jewish culture, everybody knew what the Lamb was for. The Lamb was born to die. That was his purpose. Paul said it this way. God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be a sin offering for us. 
speaking about the Lamb, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. What actually took place at the cross? I want to read to you Isaiah 53. And this is Isaiah's prophecy of the suffering Messiah. And as I'm reading, you will you will recognize and 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 see how Jesus has fulfilled this prophecy. My servant, speaking of him, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried, it was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have left God's paths to follow our own way. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels and he bore the sins of many and interceded for the rebellious ones. That is the gospel from beginning to end in a nutshell. A big nutshell. So when we look at that scripture, that prophecy, like Alan has already shared this morning in the pre-service prayer, he shared that at the cross we see the greatest display of sin, the greatest display of evil, 
man betraying, accusing, snapping, spitting on, mocking, beating, hating, and rejecting God. Wow. But we also see the greatest demonstration of God's love on the cross. There's another thing that we see as well. What we see is actually the holiness of God in tension with the love of God. Like this. Holiness on one side, love on the other side, intention. The holiness of God demanded that sin be judged, but the love of God desired to forgive the sinner. For God to ignore sin and, and, and compromise with it, it would be contrary to and betray his nature and his law. So he, the righteous judge, came as a man and took on human flesh and he took the place of the sinner and he met the righteous demands of his own law. What kind of love is this? Wow. The wrath of God for sin was poured out on Jesus so that we could have peace with God and be reconciled to him. With the law fully satisfied, he graciously and lovingly forgives all who receive and believe in him. This is love, Apostle John writes. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation means an atoning sacrifice. One who turn aside the wrath of God, taking away our sins. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. So to conclude, as Adam's descendants, we were born as sinners. That's what the Bible teaches us. As Adam's descendants, we were born as sinners. And we had no choice in the matter whatsoever. But the good news is we can choose not to remain in sin. The first Adam led all of us into sin, but the last Adam, Jesus Christ, leads us out of sin if we choose to follow him. To me, that is amazing news. Yeah. Yes. Because if you left, if, if, if we went around and said to everybody, we're born, we're born into sin, we've, that's it, we've got no choice. We had no choice in the, in the matter. Yeah. That is true. Absolutely true. But the good news is, we have a choice not to remain there. Because of what Jesus did. The scripture teaches us in John 3.18 In fact, I think I should read it. You need to see it. 
we are very familiar with John 3, 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God, verse 17, did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. It carries on. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Dropping down to verse 36, it says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. That's a very sobering yeah. scripture. Yeah. Very sobering. Believing in Jesus removes that condemnation of death and gives us eternal life. But condemnation remains because of unbelief, because of rejecting Jesus. So the decision that we make about Jesus Christ today is, in this life, is, is the most important decision we will ever make in this life. Because it has eternal consequences. Today really is the day of salvation. And I know that all of us here are saved, we've all made the choice. But I also know that this message is going out and others will hear it. And there may be somebody who hasn't yet made a choice to follow Jesus. And my invitation to you today is don't put off. Don't put off. You, you cannot afford to, to gamble with your soul. Choose to follow Jesus today. Amen. So as we come to the table, in concluding my message, I want you to listen to a summary of um, Matthew Matthew's account of um, the Passion Week. The Christless One was betrayed by a mere thirty pieces of silver. The faithful one was abandoned by his followers. The Prince of Peace was arrested with swords and clubs. Truth himself was falsely accused by jealous leaders. The humble one was spat on and on by indignant rulers. The meek one was punched and slapped by angry elders. The beloved one was denied by one of his closest friends. The righteous judge was tried and tested by fallen man. The Son of God, the Father, was traded for a notorious prisoner. The light of the world was rejected by those who came to save. The gentle shepherd was flogged and sentenced to death by crucifixion. The King of Heaven was crowned with thorns and mocked as King of the Jews. The innocent Lamb of God was stretched out and nailed to a wooden cross meant for criminals. 
His face was disfigured. He seemed seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. In the midst of abuse and torture, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. Amen. Thank you, Lord. While rebellious man received the extent of revealed the extent of his sin. The father turned his face away as his perfect son became sin so that sinful man could become righteous. The sun refused to shine as the one whose face shone with the glory of, of God gave his life away. The temple curtain was ripped in two in response to holiness himself being offered as a sacrifice. The earth shook at the horror of its creator laying down his own life. The rocks exploded as the one who holds all things together by his word took his last breath. Mm. Wow. The tombs of holy people broke open as eternal life stepped through the gates of the dead to destroy death itself. And bystanders finally stood terrified as they realized, surely, this was the Son of God. This is why we choose to follow and worship Him. So, as we come to the table today, and we will take of the bread and the wine, in remembrance of him, we also proclaim his death until he comes. Mm. I think Alan wants to.